Welcome back to episode 96 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, podcast dedicated to all things Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another game week preview, going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of game week 10. So we are now over a quarter of the way through the season. It seems to be absolutely flying by, but obviously time will slow down during the World Cup in a few weeks time. Lots of goals in game week nine. Um, some interesting results on paper. I don't think there was any I don't think there was a game on the early kickoff uh, schedule on Saturday, but from the uh, rest of the Saturday games, Liverpool and Brighton drew 3-3. Newcastle scored four away at uh, Fulham, who went down to 10 men. West Ham got a big result, 2-0 win at home. Uh, On Sunday, we had the Manchester derby, which saw us um, see two hat-tricks for Erling Haaland and Phil Foden in a game that finished 6-3 in the end to just slightly pamper the scoreline from a United point of view. And then on Monday Night Football, Leicester got their first win of the season at home to struggling Nottingham Forest with a big 4-0 win. We had a full contingent of European football in midweek and there is more to play this evening in the uh, the lower European competitions. Uh, not many injuries to report. The main one seems to be Wesley Fofana and we're yet to really know how long he's going to be out for. But that is one injury to uh, bear in mind when making your waivers this weekend. As I just alluded to, I am recording this episode on Thursday, the 6th of October. So any team news, injury developments or press conference information are up to date as of then. And of course, subject to change to keep an eye on the news over the next 24 hours. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Matt Doherty, Anthony Martial and Miguel Almiron. So let's get into it. So let's start with Wave Watch, starting with the most wavered in players uh, from last week. Uh, Akanji topped that list. Um, this is looking at eight team leagues, which are the most common. Yeah, Akanji was the most transferred in, followed by McAllister. Rodrigo for Leeds following his return from injury. Abamyang's ownership continued to climb up, and Simicast was also brought in. The players that were making way were Sven Botman, who's actually in my hidden gem list in a bit. Uh, Nathan Collins, Luca Dina, Andreas Pereira for Fulham and Nathan Aki for Manchester City. So a few like for likes there. On to the fixtures. And there are a few teams to highlight who've got some very nice fixtures coming up. Uh, Leicester after their first win of the season now have Bournemouth away, Palace at home, Leeds at home and Wolves away, which is quite a nice uh, run of games for them to keep that turnaround going and get a few wins under their belt. Bournemouth have Leicester at home this week. Um, Fulham away, Southampton at home and West Ham away, so a chance for them to get some results. Uh, Chelsea have Wolves at home, Villa away, Brentford away, United at home, Brighton away. That would be an interesting game for uh, for Brighton, looking to get one over on their former manager, Graham Potter. So they've got a nice run of games and potentially uh, the doors open to get some of the defensive assets in now that Fafana's been injured. And then finally, the team on many managers' lips, particularly fancy managers' lips this week, are Crystal Palace. Now, they have got an absolute ridiculous schedule through the World Cup and beyond. They have Leeds at home, Leicester away, Wolves at home, Everton away, Southampton at home, West Ham away, Forest away, Fulham home, and Bournemouth away are their next run of fixtures. And as I say, some of those even extend to 
beyond the World Cup break. So lots of people will be looking at their assets this week. I'm going to go through a few of those in the main pick section in a minute. But obviously do need to point out they're currently sat in 17th place with just the one win this season, though they are one of the teams that have only played seven games. But uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the main picks. So let's have a look at Crystal Palace as a whole. Most of their players uh, we could pretty much put into hidden gem territory. The likes of Gator and Goal, uh, Wolf Zaha are naturally quite highly owned. But other than that, there is, uh, there's a route into most areas of their squad, whether that's defence, midfield or attack. One injury to note here is that uh, Nathaniel Klein was was stretched off last week and seems to he's going to be out for a little while, which would pave the way for Ward to come back into the 11. Now, he's owned in less than 1% of eight-team leagues. And then completing the rest of the back four, you've got Mitchell on 3%, Gay on 4%, and Anderson on 6%. So if you're in an eight-team league, you can basically get hold of any and all of those. And even in some of the more larger leagues, the likes of Mitchell and Gahey, their ownership uh, barely extends uh, above 40%. So even in those leagues, there should be one or two available, but some would have already moved on them last week. In midfield, the likes of Elise, uh, Eze and Ayu are all around hidden gem territory. Elise is owned in 3% of eight team leagues, Eze 12% and Ayu just 1%. Obviously not a huge amount of attacking returns has been shared out around uh, those guys. Zaha's obviously got four goals already. Eze has two assists. Ayu has just the one assist from the last game. And highly rated Michael Elise has got zero attacking returns from the season so far. But as I said, that is on uh, more limited game time than some of the other teams. Up front, I'm still not really sure who the main man is between Mateta and Eduard. Eduard started against Chelsea and scored their goal in their 2-1 defeat there. So one would assume he would come in again this weekend with, with Mateta then making his obligatory appearance off the bench. He's obviously only got one goal this season so far. Uh, and I think for Palace to start climbing up the table, one of these guys needs to start hitting the back of the net. And if not them, then the likes of Eze or Elise need to start helping Zaha out in that department too. In 18 leagues, Eduard is owned in just 6% of draft leagues. So plenty of availability there if you want to get a new striker in and potentially someone that you can punt on for quite a few weeks ahead. Next is Matt Doherty for Spurs. Emerson with a three-game ban for his red card in the North London derby, which obviously now opens the door for somebody else to come in at right wing back. I didn't like Perisic playing right wing back a couple of weeks ago when we saw that, so I don't think there's much risk of that happening again. And if Doherty can't get a go now, then he could really down tools. Spence is the other option, but given what we've seen and heard, this is more likely to give him a chance off the bench than actually starting games. Doherty was obviously... You know, he amassed quite high ownership from draft day, but we saw towards the back end of last season that he still has a really good delivery and tends to get involved with the goals when uh, when given a run in the team. Um, but naturally, Conte doesn't love him because he's not as strong defensively um, as Emerson Royale is. But I mean, personally, I never thought Doherty was that bad defensively uh, and has always suited us playing in a back five more than a back four. So... So yeah, a reasonable replacement, but it should be noted Spurs do have quite a tough run of games. They go away to Brighton um, on Saturday evening. They then have Everton at home, who have been defensively very good, then go to Old Trafford um, and then welcome Newcastle at home. So quite a tough little run uh, of games there and not necessarily ones, maybe apart from the Everton game, where you could really count on a clean sheet. A player I just wanted to mention here is Conor Gallagher for Chelsea. Now we saw him start... um, 
in Chelsea's league game against West Ham. Played 59 minutes there, so not a great showing from him. He then obviously came off the bench late on and scored the winner against his uh, former loan club, Crystal Palace, to give Chelsea all three points last week. Got another substitute appearance in the Champions League yesterday. Um, I think he got about half an hour on the pitch. And it does seem that under Potter, Gallagher is more likely to get some sort of showing in the team than he was under Thomas Tuchel. I think in a sort of 5-2-3 setup, which is how they, how they lined up yesterday, he is probably going to find it difficult to get into the team. However, in a 4-2-2-2, which is how they lined up at the weekend in the league um, away at Palace, I think there is much more chance of him getting in, um, getting a spot next to Mason Mount. And given the injury to uh, to Fafana, um, one option to counteract that is to revert to a back four and have Thiago Silva and Koulibaly as your centre-backs. Um, and I say line up in a, in a similar design to how they did in game week nine. The other option, of course, is uh, Chalobah coming in, all the likes of Cucurella stepping in to um, to left centre-back role, which he seems to play quite well. So they do have other options there. So it's by no means uh, guaranteed, but just one to keep an eye on. Now, a player I was hoping would go under the radar a bit in my home league waivers this week, but uh, it probably won't now with those two consolation goals late against Manchester City is uh, Anthony Martial. He's now near near the top of the screen when you're looking at the informed players. And considering we've only seen him play 45 minutes of football uh, back in game week three, from which he got one assist, he has quite an impressive points per minute ratio. But as we've come to as we've come to learn with Martial, investing too much stock in him tends to equate to losses sooner or later with um, with his dire injury record. So I wouldn't give up too much to get him in. Personally, I am going to be wavering for him this weekend because you know if you can count on him getting a run of games together, he is going to be better than most. And United fixtures aren't too bad on paper, although they do play Newcastle Spurs and Chelsea uh, in game weeks 11, 12 and 13. Into the hidden gems. Now, the Bournemouth defence, you'll, you'll be shocked to hear, are all hidden gems in terms of ownership. And as I stated earlier, they have a relatively nice run of fixtures, but I'd still be quite cold um, on bringing one in. They have the third worst defence in the league, now coming up against Leicester, who convincingly won their first game of the season last week. Uh, against Forest and have potentially turned a corner. So unless you're really struggling um, or really do fancy them, then uh, I wouldn't look too closely at them. Then it's Sven Botman for Newcastle, who, as I mentioned, was one of the most wavered out players last week. His ownership stands around 7% in 18 leagues. I think the Newcastle defence um, is at its best when Botman is in there, and I think we'll see him nailed down a regular spot from now on. Brentford at home this weekend isn't too bad, but they do have slightly trickier fixtures to round off uh, the rest of October. And, and then a few trickier games before the World Cup. Um, but if you do want a bit of that Newcastle defence, um, he is someone I wouldn't bet against. On to Villa and uh, Jalen Ramsey's ownership is just 7%. He's averaging six points per game over the last three. Um, no more conversations about whether his starting spot is under pressure following the poor start to the season. The fixture this week away at Forest is very likely to see goals and he has a very good chance of being involved. Finally, Miguel Almiron, whose ownership sits around 6%, bringing him in more as a matter of caution than actually advocating for him, despite what anyone claims. There is no way he meant that wonder goal against Fulham. And aside from that performance, um, which was against 10-man relegation fodder, he only has one assist for the rest of the season, despite starting every game. So it's another good fixture on paper. So if you're looking for this as a one-week punt, I don't mind it. But don't go giving up any you know, real season-long prospects uh, in order to bring him in. My most hidden gem pick this week was quite hard to find, actually. Um, I was going to go with Augustinson again from last weekend, but naturally 
um, came off after just 45 minutes with what looks like a, um, a decent hamstring injury. So he's likely to, to miss a little while. Um, but having a look at uh, the players with less than 10% ownership in 16-team leagues, the guy that stands out was uh, Luke Ayling for Leeds, um, owned in just under 8% of 16-team draft leagues. They are away to Palace uh, this week, which is obviously quite interesting because you would expect most of the Palace defenders get mopped up um, on the waivers. So if you want to be uh, in the counterculture and uh, you know potentially subvert that and go against one of your matchups, then bringing in a Leeds defender isn't a terrible idea. Um, and also not the worst shout for a clean sheet because Palace have hardly been in free scoring form lately. Um, so yeah, I would go with uh, with Luke Ayling as my most hidden gem pick this week. I'm going to bring the pod to a close. It's been a busy week for me, so I've not had a huge amount of time to prepare. And if I keep talking, um, it'll mainly just be twaddled. So a reminder that the waiver deadline this week is at a slightly different time of 1.30 on Friday afternoon because there isn't an early Saturday kickoff. Instead, the game week kicks off with the Saturday 3pm games and we've then got uh, four games on Sunday, including a later slot of 7 o'clock. So there's actually three, three time slots for football on Sunday. Um, so plenty to watch. If you've not already been over to draftfc.co.uk, please do go and check it out. If you've been a long-term listener of the pod and you haven't done it so far, um, what are you doing? It's uh, we'll say We've been working extremely hard on it. We continue to work extremely hard on the site um, and we're really pleased with how it's, how it's running. If you are yet to try it, there is a seven-day free trial so you can uh, access everything um, that paying members can for a week and see what it is that you're missing out on before deciding if it's something you want to carry on with in the future. But I say all of the stats I use in the podcast, um, the uh, most wavered in players, most wavered out, um, a full personal dashboard of stats that you can't find anywhere else are all available on there. If you're not a member, there is plenty you can see on there as well. We do post articles now and again, and every week I'm updating the predicted lineups, which in itself can be a massive help for your waiver planning. Naturally, if uh, you've become a regular listener of the podcast and aren't subscribed yet, please make sure you are subscribed on whichever platform you're listening to so that you don't miss out on any future episodes as they come out. So that's it for this episode. We'll be back again with the Game Week 11 preview pod next week. Um, best of luck in your waivers and matchups in Game Week 10. And as always, stay shook.